0: Hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week magazine and watchwatch.com. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 22nd of April 2022, including, very exciting, the final series of Breaking Bad spin-off Better Call Saul on Netflix and the BBC adaptation of the Kate Atkinson novel, Life After Life.
0: And we'll also be looking at the Netflix coming-of-age romance, Heartstopper, and They Call Me Magic, Apple TV's sports documentary about the LA Lakers basketball legend, Magic Johnson. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Billy Piper will star in Coming Undone, Netflix's powerful drama series based on the 2020 memoir of journalist Terry White, which details White's emotional struggles with childhood abuse and mental health issues. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, from the team behind Ted Lasso comes Apple TV's Shrinking. It's a 10-part comedy and stars Harrison Ford, as a therapist with Parkinson's disease, and whose protégé, Jason Segal, starts delivering more honest feedback to his clients with very life-changing consequences.
1: A good week, I would say, mainly because we're going to start off with, well, perhaps my favourite streaming series of all time. It's the return of Better Call Saul on Netflix, and here is a clip.
0: you ever feel like you're being followed?
1: Well, you know what they say. The wicked flee when no man pursueth. You think we're wicked? So I remember back in the day, Hannah, when I thought nothing would ever be as good as Breaking Bad and then a spin-off series called Better Call Saul came out, and I thought, well, I'm not going to watch it. It was about this con man, lawyer character that um, Walter White got involved with. So belatedly, I did watch it, and I have to say, it's every bit as good as, if not better. I mean, it is different than um, Breaking Bad. So I'm sorry to say this is the final series of Better Call Saul, but I'm also delighted that it's back because the star, the wonderful... Bob Odenkirk, um, he had a near-fatal heart attack. So great to see him back and in good health. This final season is going to kick off with, well, for people who've not watched Breaking Bad, this won't mean anything, but if you have, it's going to pick up with the aftermath of Walter White being exposed as this sort of drug kingpin alter ego, Heisenberg, and that happened in the final season of Breaking Bad. Will be inside lawyer Saul Goodman's home, which has a solid gold toilet, quite classy, and every, all his possessions are being seized, including his boxes of Viagra. I mean, this is reliably good, and Odenkirk is is wonderful in, in the lead role. As we, we we've had his kind of backstory from the beginning of this series of how he got into practicing law, and it's been a kind of roller coaster journey, and how he's ended up in this position where he's kind of dealing with with people like Walter, who's a drug dealer, essentially. If you've not watched it, if you liked Breaking Bad, I would urge you to, to watch it. And you don't need to have seen Breaking Bad to enjoy this series. It, it's, it works perfectly well in its own right. And it's got a different vibe to it, because it's not just about the, the drug-dealing element of Breaking Bad, which also has that family background story as well. It's very much jimmy's journey you know as a lawyer and also his relationship with uh, his girlfriend kim who is also another great performance so i can't recommend it highly enough they're doing this thing which they seem to do quite a lot now which is they're giving us this final season in two chunks so you're going to get half of it now and half of it later uh, so look forward to that but Yeah, I don't know if you've watched it, uh, Hannah, but it's absolutely one of my all-time favourites, and I'm so glad it's back, but I'm sorry that it is coming to an end.
0: What do they say? All good things come to an end, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) you know what though actually i I, breaking i mean obviously breaking babs a big big feat to follow in isn't it um really quite amazing but i would see anything that has to do with law you know and lawyers and very i find very very intriguing so like you say this is kind of jimmy's journey isn't it and the kind of the relationship that he has so for me this kind of has a whole other layer to it, it's not just the whole joggy part of it, um, which I, I don't know, I, I think in a way, although this being the last season is quite sad um, at the same time I think they are finishing on a, on a high and kind of sometimes it's better to do that, isn't it?
1: Okay, well you're going to tell us about something rather different over on Netflix it's a new series called Heartstopper Happy New Year true boy Well, if it isn't Charlie Spring, Happy New Year over there next to nicholas nelson
0: hi hi
1: nick nelson
0: he is the star player on the Roby team we are a trio of borderline outcasts he's different hey yes so this is season one and there are eight episodes um so it's a new initiative at a school, and they mix. I don't quite know how this can possibly work in real time, but or in the real world. But they mix students from different years in the same form groups. So you, you know, I, I think probably from a safeguarding point of view, hopefully they're not too desperate in ages, and actually they're not. Um, but you get quite different. Um, dynamics um from 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 the students and this focuses on a on a very shy lad called charlie spring who's played by joe Locke, and he finds himself sitting next to this really quite brilliant rugby player nick nelson played by kit connor um and neither boy is is actually prepared for what's going to happen so you see their sort of um journey now this is adapted from alice osman's um comic book series so it's i I don't know if 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 you've if you've seen that at all or uh, if you've read that story at all but essentially with all these things it's quite hard when somebody trying to depict it on 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 screen in comparison to what you've read previously but it is about unlikely friendships and this particular unlikely friendship and how these two lads suddenly feel or the relationship seems to move beyond platonic um and it's a bit of a surprise um so it's it's really quite lovely it's really quite it's it's really quite upbeat in places um it's quite emotional and i think i I think people in the main will will quite like it it's an odd premise mixing a load of different year groups together um and probably probably not one to do as i say in, in in real time in the real world but it's um it's. I think it's a good watch. What did you think?
1: I really liked it, I must say. I, I thought it was charming. Um, I wasn't familiar with the, the comic book series, but th- there's nice little touches in it. For instance, um, there are little bits of animation, aren't they, that sort of float about amid the live action. A lot of use, unsurprisingly, of social media. So you're seeing a lot of texting and so on. And, you know, that kind of hovering over your texts when you're about to send it and if you don't know whether to include a kiss or not so <laughs> i thought it was a very realistic portrayal of life in in a british school they the characters all look quite quite normal they look like normal kids. they weren't like impossibly cool and stylish and, and you know good looking Yeah, it's, it's really nice and in episode one uh charlie gets asked by nick who he's got a crush on but he's not sure if it's reciprocated um if he wants to be kind of like the reserve on the rugby team and of course charlie kind of hangs out with a little group of misfits who you know they don't they don't feel like they really fit in anywhere but he reluctantly agrees so that's quite fun i thought it was really nicely done and um yeah the the two leads are great so um wasn't expecting to enjoy it but very much did over on apple tv Arriving on Friday, April the twenty-second, we have a new four-part documentary series. They call me Magic, and here's a clip. Magic, Magic, Magic. I learned how to smile because of Magic Johnson. At Michigan State, it was all about magic this, magic that. Just behind his back, no look passes. That's magic. I guess that's what I am.
0: The Los Angeles Lakers select Urban Magic Johnson. Gotcha.
1: All of a sudden, we started to win. He's going to be the greatest player of all time. So quite recently, Hannah, I'm sure you will remember, we talked about the Now TV series, Winning Time, which was a dramatized account of this decade that the Los Angeles basketball team, the Lakers, had, during which Magic Johnson was their star player, and they just kept winning everything, and and they kind of turned basketball into a real entertainment spectacle and he was instrumental in that it's a great series if you haven't watched it it's got john c riley and, and various other stars it's got quite a comedic take on that era this is a nice companion piece because this is a documentary series all about irvin johnson whose nickname was magic and he was a magician on the basketball court he's one of the all-time great players you've got people like snoop dogg who's like got la lakers tattoos and is a huge fan you've got archive footage from games and also from interviews and it's quite interesting that irvin explains that magic is one character and magic is sort of smiley and extrovert and he loves the fans he loves the attention he loves the cameras reserving is actually quite quiet and reserved away from the game in episode one it's quite nice they're interviewing some of the other players who were already on the team when he arrived and in america they've got this system where the worst team gets to pick the best college kid who's up and coming and joining the professional game so you have him arriving into the dressing room with his boombox playing really loud. I think it's Parliament. And the existing star player likes really quiet, relaxing music before a game. So it's all kind of, he doesn't get the warmest of welcomes. It's a fascinating story because for people who aren't familiar with it, he actually was um, diagnosed with HIV, which brought his career to an end. But yeah, I think if you're enjoying Winning Time and if you're a basketball fan or you just like to know more about it, because of course there was also that... Brilliant series about um the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. This is well worth watching one for you, Hannah, or not really?
0: Well, I like sports documentaries as you well know, and I also love magic, so really it's a winning combo as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um you know what I'm not massively into basketball and I'm not hugely into sport per se, but I like to sort of dip my toe in and, I, and these kind of documentaries allow you to do that and what I like about them is that they show you a little bit behind the curtain and that sort of nosy part of me that it appeals to. <laughs> so you get to see a bit more. And I think, as you say, you know, kind of this, the whole part that this guy has to play became a real, you know, legend, really. Um, and then the whole HIV that brought, you know, brought his career to an end um, is just a really sad part. And as I say, you learn something from it. So, yeah, I I I, I liked it.
1: Well, our last offering for this week, you're going to talk to us about, I think it's one of the stranger dramas that we've reviewed on Binge Watch. It's called Life After Life. What if we could come back and live it all over again and again and again?
0: They're the two best words in the English
1: language when you put them together. What if? Do you think you been here before
0: it's life after life this is a bbc2 drama so it's on iPlayer if you want to watch it and binge watch it another one that's based on something else so this is based on Kate Atkinson's award-winning 2013 novel now this is quite an odd premise but then at the same time really quite fascinating so this explores the idea some people believe that you can come back and live your life again i 'm not sure people believe that you can come back and live the same life, but you might come back to planet Earth, but you're living your life again it 's a four part series and it follows um, Ursula Todd, who was born in nineteen ten and and dies literally seconds later because of umbilical cord got stuck around her neck. but the next time she's born, the doctor arrives in time and she lives so it's like she's been here before, and there's a saying, isn't there, when you've seen things and It's like if you've been here before, you know you're a bit knowing, you know a bit too much, and that's that's the premise for this um that's where it starts, so you know you she knows a lot of what's coming up, and if you had already lived and you'd already known things to happen, would you could you change that path so it's quite a strange concept, but yet it's kind of it's quite intriguing, and it's not just once this happens to her, it happens kind of multiple times and she she dies in you know various different reasons varying reasons um i think one of them was drowning and then the other one was the spanish flu so it is really quite strange but i i think it's worth bearing with because i find it quite fascinating is it too odd for you Ian? or do you think it's
1: initially i really i didn't know anything about it so i just started watching it and and obviously we see this uh, spoiler alert we see we see this uh baby dying and then the baby is born again and and survives. I was thinking, what on earth is going on here? But it's a fascinating premise. And I think as the story unfolds, as you say, because she kind of has this memory of the previous life lived. So so you see the little child going to her mum at one point and saying, oh, mum, I keep dreaming that I, I drowned and I'm dead. And that's a memory from a previous time that she's lived the same life. So that informs some of her decisions. Apart from that fascinating premise, it's just a beautifully rendered period drama. Really, really nicely done. So once you get your head around that this is the way it's going to be, that Ursula Todd, who is the little girl, she is going to die a number of times and come back, and then things will take a different course. Um, And in episode one, we see uh, the dad going off to fight in the war. After initially thinking... This is very odd. <laughs> um, I really, yeah, I really bought into it. And I just think it's <laughs> beautifully made and, and really nicely performed as well. So, yeah, recommended. Now, we've got to that point, Hannah, where you reveal what you've been binging on apart from uh, Easter eggs. So, um, yes, please reveal all
0: yeah well i'm still working my way through bridgeton i'm nearly there now um i've got to the hot and steam it took a long time to get there this time gosh it really really did uh, and also of course i've been watching with children britain's got talent that is back um saturday night takeaway has left us and so Anton and deck are back and um so are the panel of judges and that's always makes for good funny it make, makes us laugh hasn't made us cry yet but it's made us laugh a few times. <laughs> how, how about
1: you, Ian? Well, I've watched uh, a couple of documentaries. Obviously, there's a lot of publicity surrounding the Netflix documentary about Jimmy Savile, which is very good. And bizarrely, uh, there's a forensic psychologist appears on it talking about Savile, who uh, who I actually know. <laughs> I had no idea she was in the programme. Also, the very good House of Maxwell documentary series on iPlayer about Robert Maxwell and his daughter Ghislaine and a little bit of the Canoe Man drama on ITV starring Eddie Marsan and Monica Dolan, The Thief, His Wife and the Canoe, that real life tale of of the chap who faked his own death to claim on his life insurance. So all of those recommended. Now we've just got time to take a quick look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. So what's on the agenda
0: Well, uh, Julia Roberts plays Watergate whistleblower Martha Mitchell in the new stars play political drama Gaslit, also starring a virtually unrecognisable Sean Penn.
1: And one of my favourites, Elizabeth Moss. She is on the trail of an elusive killer with supernatural powers in the Apple TV thriller Shining Girls. So we look forward to those and more, but in the meantime watching